This is Calgary Canvas, illustrating two views on city issues. I'm Grace Heavyrunner. And I'm Emmanuel Lacondo. In this episode, The Outsiders, two different perspectives on racial discrimination happening in our city. My co-host, Emanuela Kondo, and I realized that racism was a big issue in our city because of how many lives deal with constant threat related to their ethnicity and how it affects them. Seema Jamal has been in Calgary for about 20 years. She moved to Calgary to have a better life. She became a community activist and co-founded the Calgary Immigrant Support Society to help new immigrants deal with integration issues. Emanuela stopped by and had a chat with Seema to hear her story and her experience she and people around her dealt with. When did you first move to Calgary? I moved to Calgary on August 15, 1998. And why did you move to Calgary? I moved here over 20 years ago because um, I wanted to come and study at the University of Calgary. I moved here as an international student from Bangladesh and I landed right here in Calgary and uh, decided to stay here for the last 21 years, yeah. (laughs) And have you ever felt like you didn't belong here? You know, from the beginning, till now for me it's been a very unique experience i felt very much uh free and secure and safe in calgary when i came i was surrounded by the university of calgary campus um surrounded by my fellow students my professors you know the international student center that became kind of my home and um when i was there i never ever felt like i didn't belong there was a lot of weird comments like on campus from other students you know who didn't have any clue about bangladesh so they'll say is that in europe and i'd say well i'm kind of brown you know so i can't really be from europe so um it's in south asia it's beside india so we'd have those sort of um funny you know ignorant comments but never when I was there, did I ever feel like I didn't really belong, you know, because in campus, you know, you have students from all over the world of every other color that are there, of every ethnicity and religion, so it's a very accepting place. It is when you come out of the university's protection, the campus protection into the real world, that you come across things and incidents that really question you. And what type of incident have you ever received when you left campus? You know, when you're at the workplace, um, I was a very upbeat person, and uh, my colleagues were more or less very understanding, you know, of my my culture, my religion. I'm a Muslim, so I would, you know, fast during Ramadan. Um, when it was Friday prayer time, you know, I would ask for a longer break so I could go and pray and then come back. They were all very understanding. It's... Um, it's like um, a lot of times it's very subtle, you know, when you experience it from people that aren't used to um, your uh, thinking or your, um, what should I say, um, your, 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 your race and your religion. So 
um, it was it becomes apparent when you're talking to people that are not your regular colleagues, but people that come to meet with you, you know, uh, they will keep on questioning you. So where are you from? Like as if their whole entire uh, conversation cannot move forward till they know where you're from. I'm like, well, I'm from Calgary. And then like, well, no, where are you really from? You know, so as if my my or origin is really important for them to make a decision, a judgment on how they're going to talk to me. I'm like that question has no relevance in our conversation, but still it would be very important. So these sort of incidents did, um, you know, affect me. But it's more or less like it's the when I became more of an anti-racist activist, it's the it's it's when people would come to me with their experiences. That's when I finally realized that you know there is a very um, dark uh, thoughts and uh, ignorance and biases that people hold that even maybe I didn't experience a lot of them to that extent, but it's very much there. And can you give me an example of one of the challenges? There are so many, you know, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I've had friends that wear hijab, you know, um, that was like, this was even during, like when I, it was in my university days, you know, right after 9-11, you know, people would say that, you know, we're waiting in the uh, bus stand at the UFC and there'd be people passing by and they'd see women in hijab and they'd throw a beer can right at them at the back of their bodies and people would scream at her and throw beer cans at her and it would be very, very disturbing, you know, those sort of incidents. Friends that were just waiting for a bus in the bus stop um, and uh, there's a guy walking with his dog and he would just take the dog and just intimidate her. So because she was a person of color, she was wearing a hijab, and she he just didn't like that. You know, incidents like this, you know, incidents of my friends just speaking in the train in his own language, which was not Bengali, and because he was a, uh, which is not English, he was speaking Bengali, and that's a language that people from Bangladesh speak, you know. And he would come and say that, you know, I'm just sitting there talking to my friend, and uh, the guy who's sitting in front of me, couldn't handle me not speaking in English. And while I'm in, in the middle of my conversation, he just starts blabbering, why don't you just speak in English? If you want to speak this language, just go back to where you're from. So imagine the privilege that people speak with, you know, when they say these sort of things. And um, that those things really affected us. And with that, do you think, is there any way that you think that Calgary is like a racial, a racist city? Calgary, honestly, it's like any other city, you know, in Canada. It's, it, I wouldn't say it's any worse or better than any other city. Uh, but then again, I haven't lived in other cities as much. For me, I see a lot of racism here um, in terms of not just even like people of color or Muslims are, um, but I see a lot of them towards First Nations people. Um, maybe because this is a oil and gas city and there's a lot of push, especially these days, you know, towards putting pipelines and, and First Nations people are seen as, um, uh, you know, you know, the traditional land defenders and they put up a fight, you know, to protect their land. And when that happens, the amount of, um, racism I see towards them online and in protest and, 
things like that, it just really breaks my heart, you know, that this isn't right. You know, they already went through hundreds of years of persecution in the hands of settlers, and then it feels like it's happening all over again. So there is a lot of discrimination uh, from certain amount of people in the society in Calgary. So that's where we're trying to go. And my last question, maybe just going towards that way. Do you think white people have more privilege in Calgary? White people have more privilege all over the world. You know, even when they go to a country where it's majority uh, non-white people, they have a privilege there. Um, and that's something that uh, they need to understand um, and they need to really work hard on not using that privilege in a negative way but use that privilege to um, bring about the voice of non-white people forward. That was Sema Jamal, co-founder of the Calgary Immigrant Support Society. You're listening to the Calgary Canvas. I'm Emmanuel Akondo, and today, The Outsiders. This episode is all about racial issues in Calgary. My co-host, Grace Heavy Runner, and I had a chance to chat with two different perspectives on this issue. Christy Lawrence is a mother and a wife to a First Nation man. The topic of racism changed Christy when she came to know the dark history of Canada in a sociology class during her undergrad at the University of Calgary. She's an ally and practices being proactive when she witnesses racism. Grace Heavy Runner caught up with her at the Inniskim Center at Mount Royal University, where she worked as a program assistant. Have you been in Canada? Yeah, my whole life. Your whole life. I'm married Mm -hmm. to um, an Indigenous man, and Mm -hmm. my kids are, um, I have two kids, a daughter that is eight and a son that's two and a half. How long have you been working here yeah. at the Mount Royal University? When we were at uh, the Inescom Center, a lot of people didn't know what we were, um, who we were and why we were. Mm-hmm. And so um, we made a lot of efforts to try and get um, new, we started a newsletter so that we could, um, you know, explain what we did and who we are. And What is your title? Here um, right program assistant. I guess I could say one of the benefits of being um, white and working up at the front in the reception in the old office. Mm-hmm. Um, when white people, when other white people who were working staff that would come into the Inescom Center, I think when they saw me, they f- they like some they would always come in and and they would just be like, oh. I'm this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I'm, this is really nice energy in here. They're like, this is really cool in here. This is a really nice space. They love the colors of the walls, but they loved. And I'm not sure, but I'm wondering if maybe I'm also really outgoing and friendly. So probably that had something to do with it. But I always wondered, like, is it because I'm white that they feel that they can sort of like a bridge to sort of okay you know like and just kind of lighten them up a little bit because they're apprehensive to come in was there any type of training or cultural awareness that the, the, the university provide you um no not specifically the university okay i took tracy nielsen's um sociology class that was race and ethnicity 
and uh, I think that was my biggest eye opener. That was my mm. sort of um, lessons in diversity. And oh, okay. What year was that? That would have been back in like two thousand four or five or something oh. like that. I was definitely ignorant before that. I would say, mm -hmm. and um, I wouldn't say that you know in my in my heart like I, I don't like. I never considered myself racist and mm -hmm. I never would have mm -hmm. thought like I was so surprised again like I think this is sort of where I'm coming from was I think white people are really surprised to find out like when when I was sitting in that class the guy I sat next to was Asian Canadian and mm -hmm. um, we were friends and 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 they were taught all the students of color were talking about the experience they have on a day-to-day -day basis and mm -hmm. it's just like oh my god God, like I, I understand we're in Canada and nothing's perfect, but I yeah. would never have thought that it would be a daily thing mm -hmm. where people of color have to deal with this. So that was a shock to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember turning to him and I said, really, like do people do that to you all the time? And he's like, oh yeah. That's Christy Lawrence, program assistant for the Inniskim Center at Mount Royal University. Thanks for listening to the Calgary Canvas. I'm Emmanuel Akondo. And I'm Grace Heavy Runner. Special thanks to Simon Jamal and Christy Lawrence. Thanks to Ricardo Andreas Garcia for the team music. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to hear more episodes and follow Calgary Journal on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more stories from Calgary and beyond.